Carrington Harrison, uh, 610 Sports in Kansas City, joins us. It is an Odyssey station. Don't but forget don't that. Uh, let's just start with just the overall. I mean, look, there's a million things, Carrington, as we sit here and go, oh, yeah, we got two weeks leading up to this game. Every storyline is is there. We've gone down a ton of props. Like, at this point, I'm just ready for the game. But what's the mood in Kansas City, especially with the fact that, man, you guys are just used to this. This team is either in the AFC Championship game or the Super Bowl every year that Patrick Mahomes has been the starter. I appreciate you guys having me, first off. But to answer your question about the mood, uh, the mood's been just generally positive. There was a sense of nervousness that surrounded the AFC Championship game. You know, they had lost the three straight times to the Cincinnati Bengals. There was the uncertainty around Patrick Mahomes' ankle and how he was going to look. You know, there was the, well, Mahomes could go to two and three in AFC Championship game. So there was a sense of sort of nervousness and uncertainty around the AFC Championship game that just doesn't really seem to be around this, at least not in Kansas City. I think people feel really optimistic about Patrick Mahomes' ankle heading into this. I think Chiefs fans kind of look at the quarterbacks who Philadelphia went up against this year, and they didn't play anybody that's close to Patrick Mahomes. So there's a – I would say there was a – there was this cloud of kind of arrogance the last time they were in the Super Bowl against Tampa Bay because they had beaten them in the regular season. There's a sense of more confidence in this one, especially – given what we saw from Patrick Mahomes in the AFC Championship game. Yeah, and Carrington, I really like the Chiefs. I'm not betting against Patrick Mahomes. A couple weeks ago, I bet on him to win Super Bowl MVP. But looking at some of the skill position player props, kind of, I mean, all season long, it's been tough. And Mahomes told us that preseason. He's like, if you play fantasy football, you're probably going to hate us because it's going to be somebody new every single week. Last week, it was MVS. Tons of injuries. What are your thoughts? I know everybody likes Travis Kelsey. What are your thoughts on Noah Gray coming up on Sunday? He's hit the receiving yards over in nine of his last 11 games. We see these two tight end sets. You think somebody like that makes a difference and uh, goes over their prop coming up on Sunday? I've probably done like eight to 10 of these interviews so far. You're the first person to ask me about Noah Gray. <laughs> over under. So yeah. I, I'm not even prepared to answer a Noah Gray question here. You kind of threw me off guard with the Noah Gray question. Well, hey, hey, just jump on it with me. Well, do you think, okay, so do you think, do you think like Kelsey, like, if we get to a certain point, do you think it's worth going under? Or do you just keep going overs with this guy? Because I know we're always trying to, like, fade the public and whatnot. But, I mean, every week he has eight receptions, 120 yards. He scores a touchdown. Is there any reason really to go away from him? No, I wouldn't go against Travis Kelsey at all. I mean, there's, there's, there's no reason to do that. The Noah Gray thing I think is pretty interesting. I don't think I would take his over on yards. I get the stats you gave me about nine out of the last 11 games. Yeah. If you're going to take that, I'd much rather just take the random, like, anytime touchdown, like the, the random flyer. I don't know what his over – I don't know what his anytime touchdown uh, odds are, but that's what I would probably take on this one. I actually really like, if you want to go a receiver, I would take Kadarius Toney in this one. I think he's going to be back. And playing in this game, I take the over on him and maybe Juju Smith-Schuster. I think the MVS last week was just a target thing. You know, like there were no other wide receiver targets to be had. Somebody had to get it. Somebody had to get the ball. Where now I think we go back to more of what the Chiefs have normally been doing offensively. So I, I, I like Juju Smith-Schuster. I like Adarius Tony. And if you want to take one of those flyers, take Noah Gray for an anytime touchdown. Carrington, I'm curious how uh, CEH is going to be used. He comes back into the lineup off of IR. But Kansas City's kind of found a groove, right, with their two running back situations and even a third, right, when they want to use Ronald Jones. Is this going to be like a decoy situation? Is there anything 
that we can do with him? Or how, how do we evaluate the running back position for props, knowing that he's kind of like a big mystery? Yeah, I wouldn't factor Clyde Edwards-Hilaire into anything that I'm thinking from a running back perspective. I mean, if you like Isaiah Pacheco or if you like Jerick McKinnon in this game, I wouldn't let anything with Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. I mean, he has he has six carries since November 1st. Right. You know, he is just now practicing. He was already starting to get phased out of their offensive plan anyway towards the end of his run before the injury happened. I just wouldn't really factor Clyde Everett-Hilaire in. I understand why they're making him active. You don't have McCall Harbin. You then activate Clyde Everett-Hilaire for this game. But I don't think he's going to be much of a factor. I mean, right now we want to set the over-under on touches for Clyde Everett-Hilaire at one and a half. I'll take the under and feel pretty confident wow. about it. Talking to Carrington Harrison, BetMGM tonight. You know, we've gone through this entire conversation with you and have not talked about Patrick Mahomes' ankle yet. So I'm going to be the one to ask you, is there worry about Patrick Mahomes' ankle? Because clearly he's superhuman. We saw what happened when he actually hurt it, and he gets back out there on the field, and we're watching to see if he's limping, getting off the plane when he gets to Phoenix and all that. I mean, there's not a lot around it. Are, are, we, are we to assume that he's as close to 100% as he could be, given the circumstances? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think we saw in the AFC Championship game that he did a really good job with pain management. You're not going to be 100% given the injury that he has, but – I thought he looked good in the AFC Championship game. One question that I needed answered was if he had to run, like if the if the flow of the game called for, it's a third and five and you got to run for it, can you do it? I mean, the last offensive play for the Chiefs is Patrick Mahomes running, getting out of bounds. He gets pushed, puts him in field goal range, they make the field goal, and they make it to the Super Bowl. So I think there's an understanding that you know Mahomes isn't going to be 100%, but it's also week 21 of the NFL season. Nobody is 100%. Everybody has some kind of injury in some capacity if you've been playing football since August the way that these guys have. So I don't – there isn't really any sense of it. Like I started, last week that was all anybody could talk about in the AFC Championship game. You know, if you're going to the barbershop, you're at work, everybody was talking about Mahomes' ankle. That it hasn't really been the conversation in Kansas City this week. People are pretty confident about his ankle and him being able to do normal Patrick Mahomes stuff. He's not going to be 100%, but I don't think that many people think he'll be limited because of the uh, because of the ankle. Carrington, I think uh, Spags has obviously done a very underrated job as defensive coordinator, especially since week nine this year. We know how good the Eagles have been defensively, but when they've stepped up in class against top 15 offense, if they've given up 30 points per game, what are your thoughts on the total here? We opened up at 48 and a half. We're all the way up to 50 and a half. If you like the Chiefs, do you feel like that correlates with an over? Do you think they have to put up some points in this game, or do you see this being an under game? See, this was something we've been talking a lot about on my show this week. I'm going to ask you guys a question. So everybody is looking at Philadelphia's defense as being this high-end, great defense, number one pass defense. How many more points do you think that the Eagles or the, the Chiefs gave up this year than the Eagles? So the Eagles allowed fewer points than the Chiefs. What, what's, the, what's the difference, you guys think? 35. 17. 25 points. Mm. Wow. Wow. Think about how we talk about Philly's defense going into the Super Bowl and how people are talking about the Chiefs' defense. It was 25 points separating these teams. Mm -hmm. Philadelphia got to play Daniel Jones three times this year. They played Washington multiple times this season. They played Cooper Rush in a game this year. Jordan Love. Like, I, I'm not saying that Philadelphia's defense is bad by any means, but I, I think the conversation has made it seem like Philadelphia's defense is so superior to Kansas City's defense and I don't really know if that's the case here. I actually think what makes this game so interesting is I think both teams are going to go up against an offensive style 
that they haven't seen at any point over the course of the year. Philadelphia hasn't played a quarterback as good as Patrick Mahomes over the course of the season. And Kansas City hasn't played any team that can run the ball as well as Philadelphia. So I actually do like the over in this game. This feels like a 31-27, 34-31 kind of game. Every team that we think can score, scored on Philadelphia this year. Other than Minnesota, Minnesota was the most fraudulent team in the NFL this year. So I actually don't think that Philadelphia's defense can stop a lot of what Kansas City wants to do. If, if Philadelphia were to beat Kansas City, what would be the way in your mind it would go down in order to make that so? I think it's controlling the line of scrimmage. I mean, I think this game really comes down to the line of scrimmage. I think it's Philadelphia's offensive line dominates Kansas City's defensive line and Philadelphia runs for 180 yards. And I also think it's them neutralizing Kansas City's pass rush. The biggest reason to me outside of the Chiefs have the best quarterback in the world on their team was their defensive line played really well against Cincinnati. They got five sacks. They then forced a couple of intentional groundings, which are basically sacks. They then forced a couple of turnovers and won the turnover differential. Their defensive line won the matchup pretty consistently against Cincinnati. The Eagles' offensive line is nothing like the Bengals' offensive line. Can the Chiefs have not the same success, but can they have success? Can their defensive line force a punt? Can they get off the field? Can they create a third and 11 where it's an obvious passing situation? If Philadelphia wins this game, that's because they dominated the game up front on both the offensive and defensive line. All right, if we were to ask you somebody other than Travis Kelsey that you think could have a breakout game, a big performance, maybe it's just getting in the end zone, especially if we're looking at any time touchdown props. Uh, I've heard the name Sky Moore obviously thrown around. I liked Sky Moore, but the beginning of the season is like a long shot to win Rookie of the Year in that offense. But we've seen they spread the ball around a lot, and we obviously know where we are now. But is there somebody on your mind where you go, okay, if not Travis Kelsey, this guy right here has the potential to have a big game to help the Chiefs win? I'd probably rank it Isaiah Pacheco 1. I thought he did a really good job in the AFC Championship game where the Chiefs did not run the ball effectively at all, actually, against Cincinnati. But he had 60 yards receiving. So I would say Isaiah Pacheco 1. I'd probably put Kadarius Tony two. I think Andy will just draw up some pretty creative stuff. And if there's some wide receiver that could do that, I think it's him if he holds up. I'd probably say Jarek McKinnon three. I kind of been waiting for Jarek McKinnon to kind of continue what he did the second half of the season. I mean, he had eight receiving touchdowns the final six games of the season. He was one of the better pass catching backs in the National Football League. He only had 17 yards receiving in their two playoff games. So I'm still kind of holding on to the, hey, Jerick McKinnon can have three catches for 51 yards and score a touchdown. So that's probably how I'd rank it. I'd say Pacheco one, Tony two, and I'd put Jerick McKinnon three. Uh, Carrington, last one for me. We got about two minutes here. Uh, Eric Bieniemy. it looks like this might be his last game with the Chiefs as offensive coordinator. What's crazy is he's going to have to take another OC job just to prove he could call plays, which is uh, just nuts in my opinion. But do you think this is it? And do you think uh, where do you think the best fit for him is next? Do you think it is maybe a team like Washington? I think he's going to be the offensive coordinator for the Baltimore Ravens. It just makes a lot of sense to me uh, for that to be the case. I agree with you. It's crazy to me that the Chiefs offensive coordinator during this run has now just – he is a cold offensive candidate right now. Like, you look at the National Football League and who's getting hired and who's not getting hired. Like, Eric Bieniemy should be at the top of everybody's list. He's the offensive coordinator for the Kansas City Chiefs, but he has fallen out of favor very quickly. He wasn't even the hot minority candidate during this cycle. That was D'Amico Ryan who got the Texans job. So I think at this point, you know, what's the definition of insanity? It's doing the same thing repeatedly and expecting different results. 
he cannot be a head coach being the offensive coordinator of the Chiefs anymore. I think he has to join another team. I, I, I think he joins the Ravens here in a couple of weeks. Carrington, last question for me. I think we only have about a minute. I just wanted to get your thoughts. We were talking to a, another Kansas City Beat reporter, and they, they think for some reason, and I'd love to get your thoughts on this, Matt Nagy could be the coach in waiting <laughs> as the head coach of the Chiefs, Kansas City Chiefs. What is going on? <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's what some people think around here. I mean, I, I, I'm not really buying it. I mean, Andy has given us no reason to think that he's leaving anytime soon. So, I mean, maybe Matt Nagy's going to stay for another five or six years on staff, but I don't really see it. That is certainly a theory that some people have. That's not one that I sign up to. Yuck. Carrington Harrison, 610 Sports in Kansas City. Good talking to you, man. Thanks, Thanks for coming man. on with us. Hey, I appreciate you guys having me today. Thanks a bunch. Thanks, Karen. The Eric Bienemy thing is 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 just it's, it's, it's crazy. And because if you look at look today's NFL, if I'm hiring a head coach, I want an offensive coordinator. I want a, someone that has experience. I mean, look, the calling plays is certainly something that matters. But you don't have to call plays as a head coach. You can get a good offensive coordinator that handles that for you. So it's wild to think that in a league where young coordinators, one after the other after the other on the offensive side, are constantly getting snatched up for head coaching jobs, that the enemy's still sitting there waiting with what this offense has been. And yeah, I get the fact that there's maybe some Andy Reid aspect to it that maybe holds him back. Like, I wonder, is he not good in interviews? Is he, like, I don't know what it is. He just fits the mold that everybody else does, and it doesn't like he just doesn't get hired. It's crazy. There's no chance Matt Nagy gets another head coaching gig. Yeah. No he's just shot, Mahomes. He's bro. Mahomes. Is go he's like what Jack Haley was the dentist. He literally like Jack probably Haley. washes his Concord Jordans for him. And yeah, he's like, he's like very his well like Yeah, <laughs> right. exactly. He's, go get me a nice. We, we all saw the Chicago. Experience. <laughs> Come on. Yeah. I can't imagine Andy Reid going anywhere anytime soon. No. That's one thing for sure. So.